The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you stuck in a health routine and don't know how to get out of it? Is keeping the weight off and living healthy a challenge? Welcome to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Your host is Marcus Aurelius. Take an hour right now and learn how to improve what you eat, how you exercise, and your everyday lifestyle. You'll look better, and more importantly, you'll feel better. Now, here is Marcus Aurelius. Hey, hey, America! Welcome to my show, I Don't Want to Be Fat, on the Health and Wellness Channel of Voice America. It's Friday. Hey, good day. I love this show, and I hope you do too. Obviously, by all the requests and all the uh, uh, emails I'm getting, I'm obviously reaching a lot of people. So I just want to thank you for letting me uh, into your houses. I thank you very much for giving me the chance to give an opinion and a point of view and last week, you'll notice that I shared uh, from my heart who I am and what I'm doing and the issues that I have to face every day. I like to share my life with yours so that you will share your life with me. You know, when you're working out, it's really good to have relatable people or people that can relate to your situation around you. If you'll remember, I talked about before that when you start working out, usually the people that you used to hang around won't start hanging around you anymore because your perspective and your ideals and your direction has changed from theirs. And usually when people see that you're losing weight, paying attention and doing the things that are supposed to be right, you intimidate them. So they'll either become better friends or you'll have to leave them behind. I know that's a hard fact and a hard reality to come to, but you know, life is about you. And what I mean by that is, is that you have goals and aspirations that you have for yourself. You don't want to be influenced by other people's ideals and um, uh, uh, goals. You, you, you need your own. Because the thing is, and to yourself, unless you're true, you're always going to be subject to the people and the influences around you. So that's why it's very important to set goals for yourself. And if you remember, too, in an earlier show, I was talking about personal trainers. You know, to be honest with you, health and fitness is not an easy subject to approach because you have to know so much. And a lot of the things that you have to learn aren't things that you can pick up from a book, but more things that you have to pick up from somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Now, last week, I was telling to you about these big chain gyms. Now, there's nothing with these chain gyms. It's just that they're there to make money, okay? If you're a number at a gym, then you're really not going to be successful in this gym. And the biggest trouble with these big gyms is that they have a lot of overhead. So you have to be very careful with that because if you're getting stuck into a contract and you want to get out of it, you're not going to be able to do that. They're like sharks when it comes to that. So I'm trying to teach you to be wise. Working out is going to take up a huge part of your life because it affects every area of your life. 
you know, it's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you eat better. It's going to give you a more positive attitude. And it's going to really help with your stress levels. And I've noticed that in this world today, a lot of us deal with stress. And stress is a real killer because it deflates you. It takes away anything that's encouraging. It takes away things that you would like to do because you're so busy worried about the things that work or the things that apply to your life that you can't deal with who you are yourself. So you're always looking for distractions. And of course, the trouble with that is that it doesn't give you any momentum. It doesn't give you any initiative and it doesn't give you any desire. Instead, you just get pounded on and pounded on. And that's a horrible place to be because then you become so unencouraged, as it were, because you want to be something, but your lifestyle and your uh, pressure or your, the way your life is, it's taking you away from that. And so that make, demoralizes you. All right? So last week, I was trying to share with you my opinions of where I'm at. You know, I'm having to go through a tremendous transition in my life. So do I have to stand there and take it, or can I just alter my path and move and, 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 and apply what I've learned in my working out to my situation? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm kind of making myself more agile, more flexible. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sticking to what I need and not what I'm influenced by. Okay? Now, moving forward is today's title of the show. Moving forward. How do you move forward if you don't know where to start? All right. So I'm hoping that you listen to my show on personal trainers. Personal trainers are probably the greatest thing that you can do to get you started. But, you know, a younger person needs a younger trainer. A middle-aged person needs some, a middle-aged person to work out with. And if you're older, you need someone who understands what it's like to be old. Because, let, let's face it. As we get older, we get bigger, we get heavier, we get less flexible. And of course, the biggest trouble with that, we don't do a lot of things because we have a lot more responsibilities. So the thing is, is that you need to get some initiative from someone who can identify with where you're at. The other thing I talked about training and trainers is that you need to learn how to be flexible. Your workouts, if it's the same old, same old, you're going to get bored with it pretty fast, okay? Now... When you first start working out, you really need to concentrate on the core issues of where you're at. I mean, you first of all need to make yourself strong enough so that you can progress to work out. And there's no good way to set goals except small ones. You never want to say, well, I'm going to be an athletic uh, uh, power lifter or I'm going to do a decathlon. No, no, no. Don't start out like that because you'll be sorely disappointed with yourself. What you want to try and do is set your first goal is like getting on a treadmill. Number one, making it to a treadmill. <laughs> because cardio is a very important part of working out. The more you train your body to absorb oxygen, then obviously the more oxygen you will absorb. The more oxygen you absorb is the more energy you shall have. Then obviously we have diets. You know, you don't want to starve yourself of good foods, but you do want to be wise. You know, I have a, a son, bless it. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk about my son. I'm going to talk about a young lady that I know, uh, a very nice young lady. Uh, let me tell you what she did. 
she has driven around in this car that is not very good. It needs a little bit of work, okay? So I told her that, you know, I gave her a mechanic that could look at her car. And, you know, it's old, <laughs> so it needs work. So she budgets about $200 a month to get things fixed on the vehicle, which is a wise because it's a plan and the car will get better. She made a mistake, though. She got fed up of driving the car and uh, went to a dealership. And the dealer said, come on in. The first thing he did was look at her credit. Wow, you've got an 800 credit score. What you need is one of these. So what did he do? He showed her this incredible truck. I mean, whistles and bells that you wouldn't believe. Now, he sold this truck based on what it could do. Great gas mileage, 22 miles to the gallon. <gasps> What a great deal. And look at all this room you have. Look at all these gadgets you have. And it does this. It does that. It does all these wonderful things. Oh, my gosh. You have got to have this. And look, the payments are only $820 a month with no interest because you have such great credit. Now, of course, she looked at her car, and it cost – it was paid for, but it cost $200 a month. And it needed work. Oh, I don't want to do the 200 For $800 a month, I can have this truck and it does everything for me. So she was distracted from her goal. And she went ahead and bought this $800 a month truck. Now, the thing with this $800 a month truck is that 22 gallons a mile <laughs> isn't that effective. And the problem is, is that her situation changed and she had to get another job, which means that now she has to spend more money on her gas. Uh, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Her lifestyle changed. And because her output was so great on this vehicle that she now didn't have the money to support the truck because she was distracted by what she saw and what she observed this truck could do for her. The biggest trouble is, is that now she has a job that doesn't pay as much. So, and the truck drinks twice as much gas, and she has to do twice as much running around, and that means the car needs to be, or the truck needs to be serviced more often. Hmm. She's quickly going on a spiral downhill because she had to give up her training. She ha and she was an overweight lady, and the reasons that she wanted to work out was because she wanted to become healthier and fitter and look better and feel proud about herself. So she canceled her training, and now instead of working out or doing things at home, she's so depressed because she had to give up her goals and what she wanted to do because of what she saw and what she wanted. Now, the same thing is with you is that when you're going to join a gym, you need to be aware of the fact. You may be able to afford it, but is it what you want? Do you really need all that sparkling stuff? Do you really need all that great machines? I'm going to tell you something. When you join a gym, you don't want to start working out with all these machines because you're not strong enough. Now, cardio is great, but let's see. Uh, there's a gym here in town. It has over 90 treadmills. 90 treadmills. Now, these treadmills aren't cheap. They're like fifteen dollars to $16,000 a pop. Now, I'm sure that if you're buying 90 of them, you're only going to pay a lot less than that because obviously you're bulk discount. 
But listen, the best time to go and join a gym is probably about 3.30, between 3.30 and 7 o'clock. Because when you go and join that gym, the first thing that you want to look at is how many people are in that gym and how many sheet machines are available. Well, usually you'll find that every treadmill in that place is taken and that there's a waiting list that you, or there's a sign saying you can do no more than 20 minutes on the treadmill. And then, you know, you have to wait half an hour before you sign up again. There's always something like that. And you need to be aware of that. So the trouble is, is that if you join the gym and you say, oh, this is a great gym. It's got all this stuff. Oh, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. You sign up. And then when you finish work, you go there. You can't get on anything. I'm telling you, you're going to be very disappointed very quickly. I got a, an email from a friend of mine who I used to work out last week. And she said, Marcus, I am so sorry. She said, since I've joined this new gym, I've, I've put on 40 pounds because I can't get to the gym. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Why? Because she was sold on something that was pleasing to the eyes and not practical to her situation. It's like my lady friend that I know. Uh, she's actually a young lady that I mentor. You know, at the time she bought the vehicle, it was a great idea because she didn't do much mileage. The car could sit there. And, you know, with what she was making, she had enough to live within a certain, uh, certain boundaries. But those boundaries changed when her company went bankrupt and she had to apply for the same job with a 30% less pay. Wow! <laughs> and she has to work longer hours, which means that now she has to afford a daycare for her kids to go to after they finish school. You see what I'm saying? She got trapped in a situation that she couldn't get out of. It's the same as when you go and join one of these gyms. If you're, if you're bound to a contract and your life situation changes, guess what? It's going to affect your workout program. You're not going to be able to afford to do the things that you need to do or have the time to do it because everything around you has changed. So you need to put yourself in a position where you can work out where it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You need to budget this, okay? Now, budget is a horrible word, I know. It's the same word as diet. It means discipline. It means making the correct choices. It means not being deceived that, yes, that chocolate cake looks so good. And if I eat that chocolate cake, I know if I do an extra half hour or an hour on the treadmill, that I'll be fine. So you eat the chocolate cake, go to the gym, and you can't get on the treadmill. So there goes that extra hour. Oh, I'll make that up later. No, 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 no. When you join a gym, you want to be in a position where you're flexible enough to be able to change what you're doing. For instance, if the treadmills are taken up, then you need to find something else that you can do, like Zumba. Those classes are fine. And then you can get with a group of people that are like you, you know, probably just starting out, just starting to do something. Or, you know, I mean, jazzercise. It's a great, uh, great outlet. You can do a lot of jazzercising. Get to know people and be encouraged by a group that's working together to accomplish a goal. Or if you have a family and you can't do that or you need someone to look after your kids whilst you're working out, then take them to the track. Take them to the football field. Walk them around the track. Walk up and down the bleachers. Make it fun. Teach your kids to do what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Be involved. Your family is the most important thing in your life, so you want your family to help you and encourage you in your goals. But if they're not able to do that, then you're in the wrong position. 
That's why when you want to find a gym, you don't want to just go to the glitziest gym. You want to find a gym that's suitable to you, something that's more relatable to you. It doesn't have to be fine and fancy. You need to know to be able to do the basics. Because let's face it, strength training is not about what you can lift. It's about how well you can lift yourself. You know, you have to keep your eye on your goals. You're joining a gym because you want to lose weight. You're joining a gym because you need more energy. And you're joining a gym because you need to learn how to eat right. You know, diet is a very important part of your life. In fact, the most important. And if you're listening to the TV, you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble. Because that TV is wrong. They're selling something. Remember, we went over this, okay? So you need to set yourself up in a lifestyle and train your kids to eat the same way that you do. But you don't want to make those foods so boring that you'd hate doing it. You know, you need to be able to cheat occasionally so that you can enjoy those things. But if you cheat too often, then obviously you're not doing yourselves any favor. That's where setting goals and having discipline comes in. Okay, so these are very important basics. Now, once you've overcome those basics, we can start moving forward. As I say, when you have a trainer that you can relate to, you want him to know who you are. You want to be able to converse with him. Remember, your trainer is not going to be a mind reader. If you're in pain, tell him. If he doesn't know how to stop the pain, then get yourself another trainer. Remember, if you're paying for something, they're subject to you. You're not subject to them. And as I said, you know, uh, the Biggest Loser show. If you have a trainer that's yelling at you like that, that's a show. That's a show. It's not you. If someone was to come up to you and shout at you and scream at you like that, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'd get up and punch him in the face. Either that or wait for them to get out, the, uh, uh, out of the building and run him over with my car. Oh, I'm sorry. Accident. Now listen. A lifestyle change means that there's consequences to everything that you're doing. So you want to involve your family. You want to involve the people closest to you. And you want to make the changes gradual. Now, a lot of these gyms have all these weight machines. Now, the only unfortunate thing about most of these weight machines is people don't know how to get the best out of them. Usually young trainers don't either. So that's why I'm saying you need someone who knows what they're doing. One of the most things... The biggest thing that disgusts me more than anything is when I go to a gym and I see trainers teaching people how to do bench press, squats, and deadlift. I've, I, <laughs> none of them know how to do it correctly, you know? And that's amazing to me. But anyway, that's amazing to me. So you need to know who you are and where you are and know your boundaries. You know, you do not have to make excuses for your boundaries. But you do know how to set yourself forward that you can take the best advantage of who you are and how you react to certain situations. Okay. Now, people, I'm going to go on break, but I just wanted to drop that on you. That's the intro to the show. You can call me at 1-866-472-5792. Please keep calling me or uh, email me at Marcus underscore Aurelius, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S, at live.com. I'm always glad to take your calls and go over your letters with you, even on the show. Thank you. Think about what I've said, and we'll start on the next part of the show. I'm going to break and get me a glass of water. You have a great day. I'll be back in a few. Bye. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out intimately. Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, I'm back. I had my glass of water. I'm eating healthy today. even had my oatmeal this morning. And in my next break, I'm going to have me an apple. Whoa, keep that metabolism working. Right. Anyway, so things to avoid when you join a gym. Boot camp. <laughs> Do never, ever be deceived by that word, boot camp. Um, I think that's probably the greatest moneymaker any gym can ever have, boot camp. Well, what is a boot camp? That's where they take advantage of you feeling so guilty about who you are and being overweight that you need this. And with this, you'll get these results. Well, if you want to die, you go for it because that boot camp is not personal enough to look after you, but it is vibrant enough and uh, explosive enough that if you're not fit enough, it will kill you. I'm promising you, okay? And what I mean by killing you, I don't mean death, although you'll feel like it, is that your body will be so sore and you will be so overwhelmed that you'll vow to yourself that you will never, ever go to a gym again. All right. So be very careful of these buzzwords. Remember, we talked about buzzwords before about diet, protein, amino acids. Look, these things are important, but we go crazy. Oh, I need more protein. Well, the thing is, how much protein do you need? I need less sugar. So, okay, what has sugar? Well, I need some salt. Well, let's have a look at what you're eating. Does that have too much salt in it already? Well, how about water? Oh, I hate water. Well, you know what? Water is the basics of a workout person. If you're not hydrated enough, you're putting your body under stress. Most people can't lose weight because they don't drink enough water. Ooh, that's a real one to hate that one. You know, I, <laughs> I hated that one too, just so you know that. 
I had to go through that because I hated drinking water. When I was younger, it was the last thing. If, <laughs> if I had nothing else to drink and I was just desperate, I would drink it because I used to drink a lot of sodas and, you know, uh, vitamin drinks and my milk and stuff like that. But these things all dehydrate you. OK, you have to understand sugar dehydrates you. OK, sugar. So the more sugar you eat, the more dehydrated you're going to come. However, if you drink water, then sugar can work a lot better for you if you're not drinking water. You understand what I'm saying? You know, one soda a day is one soda a day too many. You don't need to be doing that. Because your basic food groups have sugar in them. You know, bread, for instance, has sugar. Uh, um, any type of bread has sugar apart from the whole grain stuff. All right? Uh, most of the foods that you eat have sugar in them because they use sugar as a preservative in most cases. It may not be sugar as sugar, but like high fructose corn syrup or something like that. You know, a sugar derivative. So be very, very careful about stuff like that. You know, these vitamin drinks as well, you know, hold on, Bubba, you're probably going to get more energy out of drinking a glass of water than you will most of these energy drinks. And of course, the energy drinks are loaded with sugar and caffeine. The biggest problem with these energy drinks is, is that they'll get you high, but the lowers, the lows are really, really low and they keep getting lower and the highs keep getting higher. So then you become addicted to the drink because it's the only way that you can stay, you know, alive and awake. But that's not true. Water does that for you, too. Remember when we talked about the comparison of oil in a car? You know, if you keep your car oiled and lubricated, the engine runs a lot more efficiently. But if you're a quart or two quarts short, then obviously the oil doesn't do its job effectively, and your engine works under greater stress and runs a lot harder and puts more strain on the vehicle. That's why water is so important. Look, don't be fooled by all these supplements that you take. You know, the, the greatest thing is the cleanse. Take the cleanse. Take the, these biobiotics. You know, again, there's no cleanse more effective than a salad. If you're eating salad and green vegetables, high fiber, you know, that's going to get all that stuff out of you. All those biotics and probiotics that are more natural for you the better they work. Obviously, the more you spend on the vegetable, the more effective it does that, you know, like organic stuff. But before you start buying organics, you better make sure what makes that food or that particular vegetable you're buying an organic. It may not, may not, may not have man-made um, additives to you, but where do the additives come from? Has that food been already engineered uh, at a biological level, that its uh, nutrient level isn't as high as it says it is. You know, these are things that you need to be aware of. Being educated and observant to these things makes a huge difference. You know, like most grocery stores, it takes like 16 to 24 hours for the vegetables to get from the store or from the field to the store. And then how are they kept or how are they uh, transported? It's very important to know these things. You know, uh, I think Costco's, I was talking to the produce manager there because I go to Costco's and buy my vegetables because the quality of their vegetable, I've never seen anywhere else before. And they tell me that no matter what vegetable it is, it takes them less than eight hours to get that vegetable from the field to their store. That's phenomenal.
And the difference is really remarkable. It's like their meat, too. It's the same way. Now, I'm particularly uh, partial to Costco's because I shop there. But I, I, I like their, the way that they treat their staff. I like the way that they treat their produce managers. I like the way that they treat the people. You know, they give them good breaks. They, they pay them a decent wage. So as a result, they tend to be a lot more effective. Most of these grocery stores don't do that. They don't pay them the right money. They, uh, I, I was horrified to find that Walmart, 70% of the people that work for Walmart are part-time. And most of those people have to go on benefits. So that affects the presentation at the store. You know, most of their food is kind of like packaged and boring. <laughs> I was really shocked to find out that, you know, Walmart's biggest seller is bananas. Would you believe that? And I must admit their bananas are great. <laughs> but the rest of their food, like their meats and stuff like that, they're cheap because they've got a lot more fat and a lot more gristle. But Costco's doesn't have that. We have a local store here in uh, Texas called H-E-B. Their foods are mid-range. You know, they're okay. Uh, I shop at H-E-B quite a lot because, obviously, convenience. Uh, Costco's is like a, a once-a-month journey or once-every-two-week journey because then we load up, but obviously we run out of the food pretty fast. Okay? So just making you aware. The more aware you are of your situation and what you're putting into yourself, the more it affects who you are. The more aware you are of working out and um, uh, setting yourself goals, the more educated you become in that, the better your workouts become. The more you're able to relate to the person that's working you out, obviously the, the longer-term goals are going to be more beneficial than you could have ever found out for yourself. So what is a good workout? Well, a good workout is learning to work on your core. There is an incredible book. If you can't afford a trainer or you don't have one, then you need to get this book. It is the best book I have ever come across. It, it is so um, complete in what it covers. And the book is called The Complete Book of Training, of Core Training. Uh, the Definitive Resource for Shaping and Strengthening the Core. Uh, the Muscles, the Abdomen, Butt, Hips, and Lower Back. The book is written by um, Kurt, Brett, and Mike Brungart. In all my years of training people, I have never seen a book so simple and so understandable and that talks to you at a, at a level that you can understand. It is amazing. I use this as the core of all my workouts. The book explains everything to you. It has photographs. It has easy-to-follow uh, commands. It's a wonderful book. How I found this book, um, I remember when I was looking for this book, I was looking for something that could um, enhance my abilities to relate to people and enhance uh, my knowledge. And I have a vast knowledge. And a lot of these books I look at are like, eh, eh, no, doesn't cover it, doesn't cover it. But this book is wonderful. The reason it's wonderful is it's simple, very easy to follow, and it's relatable. Now, working out, you're always going to have issues. You're always going to have distractions. So that's why it's important to have goals. Because once you have a direction that you follow and it's working for you, never deviate from it. Now, you can expand upon it. You can make it better by uh, incorporating more workouts. For instance, the treadmill. 
Your goal is to get on the treadmill for at least half an hour a day. Okay, so if you can't do a half hour, then just do five minutes here, and then another five minutes somewhere else, another five minutes there. You see what I'm saying? Incorporate it so that then one day you get on the treadmill and you're doing an hour and you're thinking, wow, how did I get here? But as I say, don't become bound to one thing. Sure, the treadmill is a good thing, but if your gym is so full you can't get on the treadmill, then you need to have other activities. The next thing we need to be working on is our flexibility. So you need a lot of stretching exercises. Now, when I say stretching exercises and flexibility, that does not mean stretching yourself until you hurt yourself. I've always found that it's better to warm up first before stretching. A lot of people tend to stretch before they do that, and that's not good. For some people, they can get away with it, but other people can't. Obviously, the older you are, the less able you are to get away with that, Okay, unless you're practiced in it and your body's used to it. If you've never been to the gym before, you need to learn how to become flexible. And by doing that, you need to make yourself, you need to warm yourself up. So the trouble with cardio is boring. Okay, so make it fun. Take a radio show. You know, read a book. Do something that distracts you from the pain of actually just looking at one thing and just plodding along. I would say watch the TV, but there is so much trash on the TV these days that, that, that that's not good. And besides, you can never watch a good program because they have so many commercials. It is ridiculous how many commercials they have on the shows these days. Okay, So you need to say, keep something to keep you occupied, be it music, be it a lecture, be it my show. My show is a good one. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the more flexible your routine is, when you get distractions or something happens or you can't do something, then you're flexible enough to adjust to another way of working out. So say you go to the gym, you can't do your cardio because the machines are taking. Go to the Zumba class. Or you can't go to the gym and work out today because no one will look after your kids. Well, then go to the track. You know, find something that you can do as a family. Let's go for a walk in the park. Let's go do something that's fun, you know? Now, when you're walking, you can do squats. You can climb upstairs. You know, you can play games with your kids. Okay? Don't be stuck to something. If your routine at the gym is boring, you're doing it wrong. It shouldn't be. I mean, really, working out is not something you beat yourself with. It's something that you should enjoy. You need to make it enjoyable. You need to find a way. That's why it's always good to have an experienced trainer because they can make it enjoyable. You know, make it fun. Make it so that you enjoy seeing the person and that they enjoy seeing you, you know? But please, don't cut yourself off from the world because, you know, you don't want to interact or get involved with people because... If you're alone and on your own and you can't communicate with people, then you're going to lose interest. All right? So these are the things I'm trying to, to touch with you to get you going. Now, again, the thing with working out, you want to keep your workouts really simple. You want to get a mat and a ball. Work, those are the basic exercises that you need to learn how to do. You need to learn how to do the exercises slowly, not fast. I hate it when I go to the gym and I see people working out fast because moving weight is not and will never get you strong enough to lift weight. The biggest mistake people make when they're trying to get strong is lifting it as fast as they can. That is wrong. Okay, You want to do it as slow as you can because when you're doing it slowly, you can develop your form. Your trainer can see, hey, look, you need to, you need to get more range of motion here. You need to do it like this or you need to do it like that. 
Don't just do it so you can get through them. No, that's, that, that's ignorance gone to seed. You want to learn how you're doing. You want to learn how to stretch yourself whilst you're doing these exercises. Now, going on to stretching. The best time I feel that is to stretch is after you've worked out. Because then, you know, your body needs to keep lubricated. Okay? So being lubricated means drinking a lot of water. But also, your body secretes the right sort of um, minerals and fluids that you need to service your cartilage areas if you move your body around and stretch yourself around. The more flexible you become, the more usable the cartilage becomes. The biggest problem I have with people is that they have bad knees. The reason they have bad knees is because they don't know how to move their weight. They don't know how to lift themselves. And because of that, they, re they limit the range of motion. And most of them go see the doctor and t get told they need knee replacement. The reason that happens is because they're not lubricating their joints. They're not eating the right food. See, diet is always going to be your issue. So you need to eat healthy. Now, there are certain foods that I like that aren't healthy for me, beef burgers and pizza. But it doesn't mean I deny myself from them. No, not at all. I just don't have them so often. You know, there's all this <laughs> organic food cakes and stuff like that that taste just like this or taste just like that. You know, that's all well and good. It doesn't. It's awful. <laughs> Let's be honest. It tastes nasty. So don't deceive yourself, okay? Yes, sure, you can have that. But you really need to have foods that you enjoy. Now, one of the most effective tools I've found with working out is blood type. There's a book called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. It's a very, very good book. Now, I don't care if it's not being proved in a clinical science, but I'm going to tell you that it's really, really effective, especially for A types. Now, you have to understand the blood type is a little distorted in many ways because of America. America has so many different blood types. I mean, like, for instance, if you're an A, but everyone else in your family is an O, then obviously you're going to have some of those O characteristics. Cholesterol is one of the biggest problems we suffer from in this country because a lot of us can't produce the biotics we need to disperse the cholesterol. And people think it's genetic. Cholesterol is not genetic. The thing is, is that if you're eating what everybody else is eating, guess what? <laughs> if your body produces that cholesterol, then you're going to be subject to the same cholesterol. But their bodies probably be able to get rid of it, and yours can't. So you have to learn who you are and who your body is. You have to learn the difference between your likes and your dislikes. These are things that are very, very important, because if this is a lifestyle change, you've got to make it enjoyable, and you've got to make it flexible enough to be what it needs to be for you in your life, not what someone's selling you. All right. I don't want to be boring, but I think I need to take a break now. Uh, obviously, please call me, 1-866-472-5792. My email address is marcus underscore aurelius at live.com. I would love to hear from you, so please call me when you can, and uh, keep those emails coming. I'll be back after the break. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. There are all kinds of issues which can affect our relationships, our families 
our workplaces, and communities. Tune into Breakthrough with Michael Pipich for a clearer understanding to what these issues of modern life are and what kind of solutions are being presented and discussed. Michael and his guests will talk about teen suicide, PTSD, alcohol and drug abuse, bipolar disorders, and more. It's deeper understanding of our life and healing. Breakthrough with Michael Pippich is heard every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Hey, I'm back again. I had my water. I think I'm going to have another banana on my next break. But anyway, look. Guys, I, I, I want to tell you about strength. You know, one of the biggest questions people ask me when they come into the gym is that they show me their arm and they, they flap their um, triceps. I need to get rid of this, and I need to get rid of these flabby legs. And it's like, stop right there. I said, before we even start addressing those matters, let's see how fit you are. See, strength isn't what you can lift. It's how well you can lift your body weight. The heaviest thing that you are ever going to lift in your life is you. So the strain on your body is how big you are. The bigger you are, then obviously the more you're going to wear yourself out. The biggest trouble with powerlifting, one of the biggest things I found, is is that when I used to train for competition, I used to be so exhausted all the time. Because, you know, when you're lifting 800 pounds, you know, in every exercise that you do – the problem with that is, is that it takes forever to get up to that weight. And then when you've reached your performance, your max, and, you, and you're, um, you're comfortable weight and you've done it, you know, the recovery time, it, it, it just takes too long. And especially if you're working all day. I mean, I used to always work out with a bunch of guys in the morning. But by the time the evening came, when it was like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I'm exhausted. And then I have to try and keep alert and, 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 and uh, acute to people's demands. And it's harder to do that when you've been lifting heavy weight and lifting your own body weight and talking all day. Okay, so today when you think about relating to a car, okay, if you're going to buy a car and gas is a major issue, then obviously you're not going to be driving that truck to work. You're going to be driving a car that has good gas mileage because obviously the better gas mileage it gets, the better return you get from your money. Well, that's the same with your workout. A lot of people want to be big and strong and work on the flabby parts. Well, you know, those flabby parts aren't going to be affected until you're strong enough to actually use those particular parts of your body. I mean, one of the most incredible things I, I see all the time is, is that 
people are, <laughs> are trying to do a push-up and they can only do one or two. And then the trainer gives them a 35-pound weight and says, lift this. Well, look, no. It's not going to work that way. What you need to learn to do is learn to work with a resistance. You know, because that way you can feed your muscles without straining them. Rubber band exercises and stretching exercises are really, really good at doing that. And of course, the thing is, is that your body becomes so heavy when you continually do them over a period of like 10 reps. You know, that means a rep means repeating that particular exercise that particular way that many times. At that, that's a good vantage point. You want to start at like, say, eight reps with something. And then every time you do that exercise, add one more rep. You want exercises that not only just work one particular part in your body, but all parts of your body. That's why squats and deadlifts are such a good exercise. But the problem is, is that if you can't lift your body weight, then that's a horrible exercise for you. So if you can't do that, where do you start? Well, one of the greatest things about working out is active rest. Runners come to me all the time with bad hamstring issues, uh, shin splints. Uh, their feet are so badly beat up from running all the time that they, they, they can never recover, or their knees or their hips are really bad. So what I get them to do is I put them on a leg press machine with a really high tensile rubber band, and without any weights, do those exercises so slowly that it burns the bejeebras out of those muscles. But the greatest thing about that is that it's feeding the muscles. It's not straining the muscles, so you don't get any lactic acid from that. So you're not sore. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it puts blood, oxygen, it allows those fluids in your system to work properly. And in doing that, it restores part, the parts of the body that you're, you're uh, pounding to death. That's why active rest is so important. But nobody teaches that these days. Active rest, I mean, one of the things with these football players that I get coming to the gym all the time is that, yeah, sure, they can squat 400 pounds, but they can't do it correctly. So I tell them, look, you're going to have to learn how to do, take all the weights off and learn how to lift first before you start putting weights on. One of my favorite tricks is um, making them lift the bar, going down eight seconds, holding it for three seconds, and coming up for eight seconds. Most of them can't do more than eight of those, and they're absolutely exhausted. So I say to them, well, what's the point of lifting 400 pounds if you can't lift 45 pounds? Most football games last 90 minutes or more. And <laughs> if you can't do this, then by the fourth quarter, you're going to be exhausted. You know, one of the, the, the problems I get is from uh, parents calling me saying that, you know, their son works out, but they have so many injuries or they get hurt so easily on the field. I said that's because the teachers concentrate more on their strength than they do on their fitness. You know, taking the kid out and making him run up and down the course is one thing. But the problem is if the child can't lift his own body weight or stay in a... a, a a bridge or um, hold his legs up for more than uh, uh, five minutes at a time, then all that is useless. Because pushing weight is never going to be effective enough as lifting weight. That's one of the things I like about, uh, uh, I have this young lady, Penny, she teaches cardio kickboxing. And what she does is that instead of them making kick the bag, she makes them practice on their balance and doing the exercise so slowly. It's exhausting. It really is. But the thing is, is that I've noticed that their endurance level becomes so much uh, longer and their effectiveness when they kick the bag is so much more effective because they have form. They, 
they're really good with the form. It's incredible. You know, it's not about what you can do quickly. Again, it's about what you can do slowly. Active rest in a workout is one of the most important things because it feeds your body. When you're pounding your body to death by lifting weights, not only are you exhausting yourself, but your recovery time becomes longer. And if your recovery time is longer, then when you're going to work, you're too tired to, to do anything correctly. And so you're always sleeping. That's why you take those vitamin drinks. No, you're working out too hard. Am I saying your workout should be easy? No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, is that you need to make your workouts a lot more effective. That's why it's good to have a trainer who really knows what he's doing, who really has the experience to overlook the program, but to address your issues and your needs. Remember, you're not a book. You're an individual. And what I mean by that is that you're not the general public. You are an individual made individually. And the thing is, is that if you can communicate with your trainer what your needs are and what you're trying to attain, then and have his undivided attention whilst you're doing it, then obviously your workouts are going to become a lot more effective. So these are very important issues that we need to address. Now, as you progress with your workouts and you become a lot stronger, then you can start lifting weights because your body can recover a lot quicker. But the thing is, is that remember, lifestyle change doesn't mean starting as a weak, overweight person becoming superhuman. No, 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 no. You still have a life. Your goals are to be able to live your life effectively and efficiently so that you can enjoy the people that you're with and have in your life. If you're working out all the time to make yourself look so great and become so wonderful, but it costs you everything, time, relationships, your children, your, your parents, then your workout is totally ineffective because it's self-serving and not serving. You see what I'm saying? What I mean self-serving, if you become the goal, then you've taken your way out of everybody's life. You have to learn how to balance these things. Again, remember I'm talking about flexibility. You want to have a flexible workout so that if something changes, that you can make up that time somewhere else doing something else. The bigger the repertoire of exercises that you have, the more flexible you become. The more flexible your body becomes, the more efficiently you're able to do your exercises. The more efficiently you are able to do your exercises, then obviously the more effective your workouts become. You don't have to go to the gym for four or five hours at a time. You don't, if you just go and work out, start with a small 20 minutes. 15 minutes. Or, you know, if you want to do cardio, start at the cardio. Try and do at least half an hour of cardio a day. But allow an hour to do that. Now, if that means that you can't spare an hour in your day, you can break that hour up into 15-minute intervals throughout the time. If you can't get to the gym, then try and find a flight of stairs to work out on. You know, it's the small, subtle changes that make the biggest difference, not the big, major one. The trouble with the big, major uh, 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 changes is, is that the distance is too great from where you're at. So that means that if you progress to that big distance, then something small is going to cut your legs off. The greatest example is Russia in the Second World War. I'm going to give you a history lesson. What the Germans did in the Second World War is when they attacked Russia, the Russians retreated and kept retreating and kept retreating and kept retreating. So the Germans thought, well, this is great, man. We got this covered. There's no opposition here at all. So they went for it, and they headed for Stalingrad. And off they went. But the Russians were smart. 
Russia is huge. So when the Germans started to attack the Russians, the Russians went behind them and started cutting off their supply lines. Why did they do that? Because they knew winter was coming. And the trouble with Russia is the summers are really, really hot, but the winters are incredibly cold. So without firing one shot, they destroyed half the German army because the German army froze to death because they didn't have the right equipment and they couldn't get the right equipment because their supply lines were cut off. Is that a good example for you? So that's why you want to keep your goal small. Own, earn, sorry, earn your space. Take a little step, fulfill that. Take another step, fulfill that. If you can't go to the next step, then take a step backwards because you can do that because you own it. It's like a car payment. If you're buying something you cannot afford, or you can just make it, then when something goes wrong, you're now subject to that vehicle. It owns you. That means you can't take your kids out anywhere. You can't go places. You can't do the things you want to do because you're stuck with a car payment. The same with your workout. If you're working out too hard and you're too sore to go to work the next day, that's a wasted workout. You don't want to be in that position. You want to be in a position where you can recover. You want to be in a position and put enough influences and the right people in your life that when you go work out, it's fun. I mean, think about it. If you're carousing the bars or going out with the, with the girls and the boys and you're not having fun, you're not going to do it because it's boring. You know, <laughs> Christians have that mistake. Don't go to a church because it's the right thing to do. If it's killing your spirit and your soul, then you're doing the wrong place. God is not interested in your sacrifices. He's interested in you. He made you a set way. He wants you to find the truth. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Do what God created you to do. Your workout is the same way. Find your way. Open your mind up to information. There's a lot of things that I talk about that I do not agree with. <laughs> but I'm not right. I, I have learned to humble myself, to take that information and use it. And it, there's a space that opens up where that information fits perfectly. It's like going to church sometimes. Sometimes the preacher can be the most boring person on the planet. And what he's saying doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But then he comes up with one one-liner. One thing that really appeals to your spirit and comes alive in your heart. That's what you take with you. You don't take the rest of that stuff. You may not be mature enough to take it. You may not have the ability to understand it. It's like faith. When you have faith, it, it calls you to the impossible. You know, one of the things that I found about faith is that I stand and I stand on what I know. But God's not calling me to stand on what I know because that's religion. He wants me to stand on what I don't know and have to trust him for. Oh, my God. You want scary? I'm going to tell you. It is the scariest thing in the world to not have plan B. But if I'm, if I'm in a position where I know my God and I trust my God because I have a relationship with him, I'm prepared to make the, the move. I'm prepared to do what it takes. Sure, my whole world may fall apart. But you know what? Something on the inside is happening. God is moving. Something God is doing is changing my life to affect the world. Not what I want, but what he wants. Your workout is the self-same thing. If you have goals and aspirations, that's destiny calling you. But putting yourself in a position to fail is not.
All right, guys. I hope I've left a couple of things with you to think about today. Uh, going forward is very, very important. You always want to expand your boundaries. You always want to go somewhere you've never been. But it's always good to do those things with knowledge and understanding. Don't blow off everything that you hear. Think about it. Does it apply to you? Does it not apply to you? Does my show apply to you? Do, is there one thing that you can take from this show that appeals to you and meets you smack between the eyes? Then take that. Everything else is not worth it. All right? Please, listen to what I have to say because working out is such an effective part of your life and affects every area of your life. I want you to take these things and go with them. All right? Well, anyway, you get to be free of me now. Uh, I hope you listen in next week on I Don't Want to Be Fat on the Health and Wellness channel of Voice America. I thank you so much for inviting me into your homes. But please, don't be bashful. Call me. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, I continue with the emails. I love them. And uh, again, I'm sorry it takes me a while to get back to you. It's not because I'm avoiding you. It's because I really do get quite a lot of them. So anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Good luck. God bless. And happy workouts. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Marcus Aurelius for another edition of I Don't Want to Be Fat next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And live better.